Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 3. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore their impact on the world and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris. I play Iolana Makani, the Air Genasi Mystic, and you can find me at Killer on Twitter. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darwin Grimm, the Human Monk, and you can find me at Skyren underscore Nate on Twitter. Hi, I'm Shannon. I play Aranis Gray, also known as Gray the Great to my fans, and the Bard of the Bard's Rebellion. I am a half-elf bard, and you can find me at Skyren underscore Shannon on Twitter. And you can find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Hmm. The king subjected me to many insulting tests, trials, and questions. I did my best to keep what information from him I could, but that doesn't mean I was entirely successful. But it doesn't mean I wasted my time either. I used my time here to learn what I could, to learn about him, to learn about the palace, and I have learned that there is that there is a bulb, a knot, deep under the palace. He never took me there, but I think if we can avoid prying eyes, we should be able to find it. And he, in Vale's body, motions over to that smaller door. Uh, if there's no objections, that's the way we're going. No objections, that seems like the way we're going. Um, okay. I think that's a great idea. Before we set fire to this room, I walk over because I'm very large now. Yeah, you are I large. Hand on the king's shoulder. I just knock his fucking body over. <laughs> Do you want it to break? Oh, hell yeah. His body splinters into bone shards across the floor. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> on his way out of the room, Arnis just says, that was so weirdly satisfying to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Who's starting the fire? I don't know, but it's always oh, oh, been burning since the world's been burning. No, no. Can we have, um, have Arnis start it with, by casting a spell with his loot so it's a magical fire and it sounds really pretty when he starts it? And cast Firebolt. I know, that's why I'm saying. <laughs> You can do whatever you want here. You're lighting a room on fire of priceless family heirlooms. Priceless is right. Or maybe worthless. Who knows? Okay. So on your way out of the room, Arnis casts Firebolt and starts burning it down. Seth Rollins style, baby. Irreplaceable family mementos. Gone. The fire begins burning. You see the Lieutenant General's armor globe rider and you exit into this hallway veil in huracan's body it's a squeeze it's a little tight in here for you but you'll be able to keep moving 
Now then, you all enter into a hallway that is clearly long without use. It may have seen a person go through once a month, but the cleaning staff doesn't come down here. There's dust underfoot. There's some cobwebs in the corners. Sir Carl can provide the light if people wish, or does somebody want a torch or something else? No, I think it's awesome. Okay. I also can cast light, but if he's got it, then he's got it. He's got a glowing flail, and unless somebody's putting him away... Nah, that's way cooler. No, I, w- okay. I, want, him, I want him out and about. Okay. He'll climb back Just up on Darwin's case. shoulder. Oh, Darwin's got a buddy. And like mechanically speaking, Darwin's the fastest. And True. if you had to, had to get Sir Carl to somebody quickly, Darwin's the man. Let's <laughs> wander down this hallway. Huracan in Vale's body takes you down a stairwell. I don't know exactly where this is, but I can feel something down here. So bear with me. Leads you past a couple of doors that also don't look like they've been opened in some time. He walks past one and stops. Takes a couple steps back and turns. Places a hand on it. I think this is the one. I think we should go this way. Goes to push it open, but the door's locked. He looks at it like, normally I would just break it or go under it. Don't think I can do that now. Do If I were to punch it would it break it is that how you would break it or is there a fancy way you would break it (laughs) (laughs) which way would he do this uh because normally i would unlock it but and i gesture to my massive hands i don't know if i could do that (laughs) right now (laughs) you could still use your tools i don't think you would have as full of an effect but you could still try to use them horkon says i I would blow it down with the force of wind. Yeah, he would basically use his like whirlwind ability, like what he used to help take out um, Churlet. Yeah, I figured as much. Uh, I, I don't know how to do that. Well, I can't do that right now. Just see if you can do it. Can Just think about doing it and see if it happens. Do you want to try? Uh, so I walk over to the door and I hold out my hand and I think really hard and try to blow it down. <laughs> Go ahead and roll Arcana with Vale's stat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to try to control this. Ventures in door. Oh. You sure you don't want to taste this I door first? I rolled well. I rolled well. <laughs> so that's a 19 total. Hey, good job. It is exhausting to do so. After what Huracan's body has been put through already, with the granting of this wish and not having the right soul in there, you focus all your energy into it, and there's this building wind behind your hands, and everybody, you can feel this almost like a vacuum force of wind blowing towards this door. There's a loud crash. As Vale unleashes a whirlwind from Huracan's hands, and the door is just shattered in front of you. There's a long, echoing boom down the hall. Impressive. Vale's impressed with himself. Huracan turns to you and says, Nicely done. Shall we? Uh, yeah, definitely. Okay. And this whole time, like, Yulon is sticking very close to. Veil Huracan, not Huracan Veil. <laughs> <laughs> Whose body? Uh, Veil's body. 
Okay. Her, she's sticking close to who she knows to be her father. Huracan the soul as opposed to Huracan the body. Yes. Okay, okay. Huracan leads you down this hallway, deeper down another set of stairs. The clatter from the palace has vanished behind you. You just walk in silence until you reach an extremely old metal door covered in script that you don't quite recognize. Hurricane takes Vale's hand, wipes the dust away from some of this script, and looks at it, bewildered. I don't know if this is an invitation or a warning, but I think we've come to the right place. Who wants to go into the creepy door? Uh, well, if nobody's moving, uh, I will. But This part really is Arnis's part. Right? Feeling like I should check the door for traps, but that's not really Arnis's jam. So I'm just going to ask, like, are we are we sure this door isn't, like, trapped in some way? Oh. I was like, oh, cool, nobody's going to answer. Uh, right. Horton says, <sighs> I can't be positive. If I knew what this said, maybe, but I don't sense anything off about it. All right. Well, that's as good as it's going to get. So uh, I try to open it. It's a very heavy door, and it takes a lot of effort to push it open. And as you do so, there's a wave of smell first. It's very musty, very old. And then there's a pulse of light. And down this hall, off the walls, you see reflected a green and yellow glowing light. We uh, literally get to go towards the light here. <sighs> but nothing bad happened. Uh, yeah, off we go. Walk towards the light. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. That's yes. encouraging. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, but eh. Okay, let me, uh, let me go over to this note that I had over here. Traveling down this arcing hallway, coming around the curve, the green and yellow light glows brighter and pulses. And as you come around the final curve in this hall, you're met with this enormous chamber of a room. The room's about 50 feet wide, round, with a 5-10 foot path encircling the entire room. But in the center, the floor dips down, revealing this massive 30-foot sphere of green flame absolutely the most enormous bulb you have ever encountered. There's a small gap in between the walkway and the bulb, but here, directly across from this hallway, this path that leads in, there's a short plateau that leads a narrow path to the edge of the flame. There's a small pedestal with a plaque on top that you can't read from here. Despite the size of this flame, the room is rather cool. It's not emanating heat. It's just emanating immense magical power. For a visual comparison, it looks uh, it looks a lot like the, the Cerebro room, except with a giant ball of fire in the middle. Got it. Okay. All right. I guess we're uh, slowly approaching the giant ball of fire in the middle of the room. Yeah. I want to read the plaque. Mm -hmm. You get to the plaque, and engraved on it is a language similar to what you saw on the door that led into this chamber. It's not a language that I don't think any of you really recognize. But would you like to know more? Yes. Yes. Okay. Roll investigation. 
You're studying this script. What language is it? Uh, uh, does it matter? Some weird shit. Well, I know. Oh, okay. uh, which languages do you know? Um, common Elven and Primordial. So, um, no, it is none of those three. And then Vale knows Common Elven and Drac. And what? Draconic. Oh, Draconic. I know no. Orcish. So it's not Orcish. Not Halfling. I'm guessing. Nope. Then I'm no. It's worth a, worth a worth a guess. Um, yeah, Vale's no. not when even you, gonna try. When Vail's you asked it that try. way, I thought maybe you had like a ability that's like I comprehend all languages. Oh wait, no. Give me a second. You have a spell. Uh, you wanna maybe be able to do that. But in the meantime, anybody who wants to can roll investigation to try to recognize this. Please, somebody roll besides me. Because there is something that I can tell you. No matter. I suck at investigation, and my roll was really terrible. Yeah, actually, um, Yolanda can read it. Uh, I'll spend the five side points, and for an hour, I gain the ability to understand any language uh, okay. you hear or attempt to read. Okay. Would anybody? Would you still like to roll the investigation? Yeah, why not, right? Yeah. I think would help. Uh, it's an arcana check, you said, right? No, it's investigation. It's investigation. Oh, okay. No, this is about recognizing the text, not about anything magical, per se. Okay. Let's start at the top, then. Veil. 21. Okay. Iolana? 23. Ooh, both very good. Darwin? Gotta eat. Not so hot. Not. And Aranus? Well, he still did better than me. I got a four. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got a gentleman's four. <laughs> oh, my bad. I didn't realize this was the gentleman's four. Well, before we get into what it might say for Iolana, first, Vale and Iolana studying this script, trying to determine what it is, what it might say. You both realize that You've only seen this script in one other place besides the door. Like there was that door, there was this plaque, and there was one other place that you've both seen it. I don't know. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. I don't need to preface this. The only other place that you've seen some of this script has been the tattoos on Ikiri. Okay. Mm. As for what it says, Iolana, I think I'm just going to have to summarize it. I did not write out the full plaque. This knot and others like it represent the love and the avarice of the gods. Respect it accordingly. I think uh, you will to share this with the group. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, doesn't know what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. Are, are you sharing the fact that it also is the same script as what's on Akiri? Oh, yeah. I'll share all of the information okay. that I've got. Cool. All right. What do people want to do? Uh, well, one, that seems bad. It's a thing. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily bad. It just means that Ikiri's really old, and we knew that. <laughs> and maybe a god, which we also knew. I deduced, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Given all that information, Arnis is going to hold up the, for lack of a better word, like, Soul USB. <laughs> the control implant. The control implant. Thank you. Arnis is going to hold up the control implant that he took out of the king's hand and ask Huracan, mm-hmm. is it possible to just store a soul in here? Perhaps. To then be like transferred somewhere else later. 
possible. Yes. What did you have in mind? Oh, I have an extra one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wait, um, would Ilana have mentioned that to Huracan in the journal? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. Because I'm not exactly sure if Iolana 100% understands or knows what that means. Okay. I mean, did you share that you share that openly with the whole group? Okay. Mm-hmm. Then I don't know. That's fine. I, whether or not he knew before isn't that big of a deal. Yeah. Huracan's like extra yours. What? What? You have two. <laughs> I have me, and then I have another one. That's how we mm-hmm. basically got out of the land of the dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Possible, yes. Especially with this here. As he motions with Thale's arm to the giant bulb. Okay. What are you thinking, Arnis? Well, I was advised that I shouldn't go into that thing with the extra soul inside me. Oh, I don't remember that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was advised that I needed to get rid of Cade before I went into the bulb. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you remember that. Not remember <laughs> that at all. I'm sorry. It's like all I've been thinking about. Um, <laughs> That's fine. I don't remember <laughs> but who I don't all expect, was in that room. I don't expect anyone else to remember that. Um, I mean, Darwin might have been there, but I don't remember Valerie Lotto were. But that's that's a very good remembering you just done there. <laughs> yeah. So if it's possible, we need to do it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on for a second, though. And this is Vale speaking. Like, you're also talking about risking the one thing that could guarantee me getting back into my own body. I guess that's true, too. Mm. And I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's a big risk right now. Also a fair point. Another wrinkle I did not anticipate, and I'm feeling but I love like, it. Vale points to Huracan in Vale's body. He's going to agree with me on this one. I would rather be myself as well. I could get used to this body, but I'm certainly more familiar with mine. So, okay. The one thing does definitely not preclude the others. We have this crazy magical object in this room. Uh, What does it take to switch you all back because <laughs> as far as I can see all we've got is an order of operation problem um <laughs> says <laughs> no am I am I wrong I, you're not entirely wrong <laughs> got Chris over here rolling his eyes at me Huracan <laughs> says you're not entirely wrong but it took a great deal of my own power while I was in my own body to carry out the king's request. I don't know if I can just do that on command right now. Hmm, okay. Veil, no disrespect, but I do not have full access to my abilities here in your body. Maybe given time, I could, but right now it would be a challenge. Alternatively, Veil could try to tap into my body's power. Both of these are very risky. In which case, then, I guess what I'm about to do is even riskier. Because if this thing is off the table, then I have to go in there with my passenger. It's not off the table. It's just not safe. Vale, it's really up to your call if you want to try to do an exchange between you and Huracan right now. 
there will be rolling involved. I will definitely say that now. Same goes for if we would just want to move Cade into the spare one right now. Someone will have to make a roll. It will not be a guaranteed success. But since this is Vale's body we're talking about, Vale, do you want to try this with Huracan now? Or Arnis, are you going to say, no, you can't try that. We need to do this with Cade now. Or are you just jumping in? I feel like if Arnis was just a little more selfish, he would just do it and dive in. But he's just not quite selfish enough to make the call at Vale's expense. Okay. And so basically he'll say, um, it's all right. He'll hand the, um, oh my God, what's the thing called again? Control implant. The control implant. For some reason that won't stay in my brain. I don't know why. It's okay. He'll hand the control implant to Huracan. Mm-hmm. And... And just say, well, here goes nothing. No, you're not diving in there as <laughs> blindly like that. Why not? What what other way to go in there is there? You want me to poke at it first? No, what I'm saying is you're, the veil's not going to let you sacrifice yourself, potentially. Right. That's, that's not something they're going to let you do. Like, <laughs> the veil already practically has died twice today. If we're going to, if, if you were that hell bent on doing this today, then I will try to do the body switch first. I, well, I don't see how we can possibly wait a very long time. I mean, are you planning? We don't wait. We'll do it now. Are, are we planning on like kind of camping out in here? I mean, no, we, could we do use... the body switch now. If it doesn't work, then I'm one of us, either me or Huracan is boned anyway. And then you just do your thing because then the whole point of the device is moot and you can use it for whatever the hell you want to. Um, before we do any of that, can I suggest that if Scott will let us, we take a short rest? <laughs> I don't no, know. I think we have an hour. <laughs> I, I'm willing to give you guys a short rest for an hour. That's fine. It would also just be really great if there was someone else here willing to do the deed of going into the bulb that wasn't one of us that's already boned in one way or another. What are you talking about? I'm, well, it doesn't have to be you that goes and tries to save the world, Arnis. <sighs> I broke it. That means, uh, yeah, it's got to be me. And if you think for one second that Arnis is going to let anybody else do that for him, no. I broke it. I fix it. Okay. During this short rest, Vale, do you want to try to switch back with Huracan? Well, I feel like I have to, because if I don't, then I'm not going to get to. So yeah, let's do it. Okay. What is my health at right now? Um, whatever it was before. Um, that's right, you took some damage as a soul. Mm-hmm. I took quite a bit of damage as a soul. How much damage did you end up taking total? Like half of what I started with. Okay. You'd be in Huracan's body right now, which is his health. So I'll just take some off of Huracan's health and say you've got this many. So in Huracan's body right now, you have 140 hit points. Okay. Huracan in your body has probably almost max because his soul was fine. Okay. Before we do a roll, can I ask what's Vale's Arcana bonus? Plus one. Okay. How would you like a little bit of a of a devil's bargain here for some additional bonuses on that roll? Well, I'd love to hear it. 
<laughs> not guaranteed I'm going to take it. <laughs> well, no, no, I don't expect you to guarantee to take it. When you're doing this, before you make the roll, I will give you the option. You can take an extra level of exhaustion for every plus one bonus you want to take. So you can't take plus six because that would kill you. Yeah. Or you could. Um, and that would kill you. <laughs> um, but you could take up to plus five. Let me. It's been a very long time since I've looked at the levels of exhaustion. Um, I can tell you right now level one is disadvantage on ability checks, two is speed halved, three is disadvantage on attack rolls and saving throws, four is your hit point max is halved, five is speed reduced to zero, and six, and is, six death. is death. I think I'll take two. Okay. Disadvantage on ability checks and speed halved, which would bump you up to a plus three on this arcana check. Go ahead and roll whenever you're ready. You know I've been rolling crits all night. This is where I crit fail. I'm insanely worried. Holy shit, no way. I just crit failed. Really? Mm-hmm. Yes? Oh, yep, no. 100%. Yeah. Uh-oh. <sighs> that was not the time. No, I know. I know. But I also knew pushing it right now was going to be the death of me, so do it, Scott. <laughs> Whatever it is, do it. I don't think it's going to be death. But I think what happens is, as you and Horakon standing next to each other, and you're using up just all of Horakon's body's magical abilities, everything he has stored within him is a genie. And the control implant in Horakon's chest, in your chest, and the one that Horakon is holding now, begin to glow just brighter and brighter. This blue light becomes almost blinding until there's a flash and a sizzle and everybody is just blinded momentarily. This wave of light just hits you. And as this blinding light fades from your eyes and you look down, Huracan and Vale have both just passed out. They're on the ground, unconscious. This magical and mental strain was simply too much for them. That device is still usable, but the transfer was not successful. Darwin, Aranis, Iolana, what do you want to do? Um, I just rolled a crap ton of hit dice. <laughs> to heal yourself? Yes. What would you like to do about Vale and Huracan? Um, are, are they just unconscious? Are they dying? Do I need to heal them? Like, I don't, they're I'm just, not sure. They're just unconscious. It was too much for their minds and too much for their bodies. And they're just out. If they're not in immediate, like, life-threatening danger, I just kind of want to wait for them to wake up. It's going to be a long time. Oh. Hours. Oh. This is not a temporary thing. I mean, it is temporary, but it's not like five minutes. Right, right, right. Oh, dear. There are plenty of people in this room to carry our bodies when you're ready to leave. Do your thing. Okay. I'm now wondering something that I'm feeling like I should have asked a long time ago. Hmm. And not that he knows, but he's the only one I can ask, so I'm going to ask it of Cade. So, obviously, you were there when I was advised that you should not be in my head while we do this. Um, Is it possible for you to transfer into someone else 
and ride along with them for a while. I feel like we're going to end up with the same situation that just happened with Vale and Huracan. And we're just all going to end up passed out on the floor. (laughs) Only if we keep crit failing. (laughs) Come on. Possible. But why would I choose to do so? Because I'm not sure what's going to happen in there. And if I die, you're screwed, right? That is one outcome. There's also the chance that I survive in your body. Just all sorts of body switching. (laughs) Um, Sorry. Um, I don't know what's going to happen in there any more than you do. All I know is we'll be subjected to more magical power than either of us have ever known. Well, if you're willing to take the, uh, you might like permadie risk, then uh, who am I to stop you? <laughs> it's your body. I, it's your soul, bro. If you, if that goes away, then like, what the hell did you work so hard to come back for? Hmm. Are you trying to convince him not to? No, I'm just I like. I'm not really especially trying to persuade him. I'm just I'm just saying, like, this is the choice you're making. Mm. <laughs> just, okay. Where would I go if not you? Who? I, well, I don't exactly know, but I'm betting that I could convince one of these folks to take you on for a little <laughs> bit. Do you want to ask those other folks? I mean... I sort of see this as I'm kind of staring at Darwin, like you're interested in doing me a solid, <laughs> knowing um, full well that he's completely within his right to be like, fuck no, dude. <laughs> are you asking? Yes. God, that's like the weirdest thing I've ever had to ask. You want to take on this extra soul for me, buddy? Um, he's, pretty, he's pretty chill for the most part. Well, you never talk to him. You never call. You never write. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Man. Okay. Yeah, sure. I can do that. (laughs) There you go. Okay. See? What did I tell you? (laughs) Easy as pie. (laughs) Really? I mean, it's a... Well, that part's easy. (laughs) It's a pretty urgent situation. Okay. (laughs) Now, because this isn't an out-and-out swap, like what... Vale and Huracan were trying to do, and because Cade's demigod has a significant amount of ability himself, Aranus, if you just want to grab onto Darwin and roll some Arcana to try to make this work, I'm here for it. Uh, why not? Okay. 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 Give me a bonus. See if it helps. I'll offer you that same bargain that I offered Vale if you want to take on levels of exhaustion to give yourself more of a bonus here. So, see, I would be willing to do that, except knowing what I'm about to go do. Mm-hmm. I don't think I will. I don't want disadvantage on ability check <laughs> going in there. It's good. It's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm cool. Okay. Man, I wish I still had inspiration. Um. Oh, thank God. Okay. Uh, that's a 22. Okay. Darvin. My my good monk friend. <laughs> yes. What does it feel like as Arnus lays his hands on you 
and you feel Cade, the soul of a demigod, enter into your body. Strange. You said lays hands, and I can't help but think bad touch, but it's not, you know, that's <laughs> not, not a, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's not that. It's just very strange. Mm-hmm. And now, in your head, you can hear Cade's voice. Well, Darvin, I hope you don't mind some company. I certainly hope that uh, Coram won't be offended by my taking up residence here for the time being. I hope that too. I'm sure we can get along just fine. Not worried about it. Make yourself comfortable. Plenty of room. <laughs> Starts Plenty fluffing room. pillows in your head. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty so, empty yeah. in here, so <laughs> there's a lot of room for you. Cool. Darvin, with this extra soul in you, is there anything you want to do? Like uh, any. He's been pretty inactive in Arnis, mostly because Arnis hasn't been turning to Cade for anything, but if you want to turn to him, ask for assistance, you can. It's just a matter of what you want to ask and how much you're willing to let him do. Man. He's not at his full power, but he's got some. Okay, I'm going to ask him if he thinks there's anything else we can do to help Arnis. Hmm. I'm not sure what Arnis is going to face in there. I'm worried if he runs into trouble, he may need assistance. What that means and what that looks like, I don't know. We may be able to help him from out here. We may have to go in ourselves. I would mm, caution against it for safety reasons. Understand. As Arnis has said, he is putting his body at risk here. We know what happened to Vale's arm after too much exposure to the power of the bulb. Yeah. But yeah. Do you have any magical abilities yourself, Darfin? Magic? No. Mm-hmm. But a punch like the wind. Some call <laughs> that magic. <laughs> it is impressive. I've been watching from inside Arnis. You're all quite impressive. Okay. Arnis, you feel a little, a little empty. I mean, it was cramped before having Cade in there, but now he's gone. How do you feel about that? Um, it's, I think it's really just like lighter. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Like yeah. one less thing to worry about. Mm-hmm. Well, right now we have Darwin, Aranus, and Ilana all conscious, all standing before this giant bulb. Sam and Caroline are here. Sir Carl is still on Darwin's shoulder. His light extinguished. Doesn't need it in here. But the six of you stand in front of this bulb and this giant knot of magical power. What do people want to do? Um, I I take off M, hand her to Darwin, and like open up the case where I keep my dad's loot and strap that on. So I'm going to take that in. And as I hand her over, I say, M, you've been an amazing companion. But given what we know about your connection with Akiri and the writings in this room and on the door, I cannot risk taking you in there. It probably wouldn't matter, but I wouldn't forgive myself if something weird happened to you. Mm-hmm. Um, Darwin's just gone from one soul to three souls. 
<laughs> Welcome to right? my world, Darwin. <laughs> Welcome to my world. It's very confusing. Um, and um, as as I'm handing over the loot, I just kind of look at everybody in the room, and then down at well, I guess unconscious Vale and Huracan, because Huracan looks like Vale, and just say, "This is a long shot. I know." That it's a long shot. Either I'm going to come out of this as a god, or I'm not going to come out. It's uh, it's it's been a hell of a ride. And I look at Darwin and say, "Tell Vale goodbye." Darwin, <laughs> I cannot function. Too, this is too much. Darwin doesn't know what to say so he just kind of nods stupidly <laughs> like yeah okay i got you like he wants to say much more but all i can manage is an awkward little nod iolana do you have a response for rns here honestly don't know a weird moment for iolana because we've been traveling together for a little while but also like Ilana doesn't really bond hasn't really bonded really so it's 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 really awkward, and I was mm-hmm. just like trying to see if like there was anything that Iolana could like awkwardly give Arnis to help him, but I don't have anything that's gonna help Arnis. Mm-hmm. Um, was there anything else, Iolana? No. Okay. I think Iolana is kind of like watching over Vale and Huracan and gives. Arn is kind of that, like, the knowing look and nod, like, you know, mm-hmm. go do your thing, bro. Before Arnis can move, Sam comes up and just, like, wraps you in this big Tamani hug. I squeezes you very tight. Arnis, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's been wonderful knowing you and traveling with you. If you come out, you have to come to my home. Me and Carolina will, will show you around. Arnis will hug Sam back. And just say, you got it. All right. Sam lets you go. Arnis, what do you do? Well, I'd say there's uh, no time like the present to do one last stupid thing. <laughs> and uh, in I go. With not nearly as much preparation as I actually need, but that's okay. Since when do we prepare for things? That's not this. That's not this game. Nope. That's not these characters. Ah. As the harness steps into the bulb, the green and yellow flames burn brighter, engulfing his silhouette, and the light shines out through this room, through the castle, in the palace, in the grand passage, and all throughout Vermilion, a green and yellow light washes over the city. And there, in the crowds, a young gnome plays a lute, and we hear Tonk play the very first song he listened to from Aranus. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close, but the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. 
At the $5 city council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 governor level, thank you, Paul Calicott, Phoenix Bryan, and Sierra Jones. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.com. As always, we want to thank Vanessa Blockland for our podcast art. You can find more of her work on Twitter at Art by Vanessa B. And thanks to Daryl Dibber Reckonos for creating our theme music. You can find more of his music at dibbermusic.com and on Twitter at dibbermusic. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrend. <laughs>